0: Welcome to the Jimbo Podcast, where you can find all your favorite Jimbo show content in one place, interviews, prank calls, bits, and a whole lot more. And now, here's your host, Jimbo. It's the Jimbo Podcast. I got my good friend, uh, Dr. Ian Smith. Uh, Dr. Ian, we've bumped into each other, I think, every year for about five or six years. Wouldn't you say so?
1: Five or six years. More than that, man. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> the Matt hatter morning show dr ian would stop by almost twice a year right
1: yeah yeah definitely definitely and then covid covid just took me out man it just, you know like everybody else you know i've been doing all my stuff from home and all my interviews remotely so i you know i haven't been to houston in over a year now
0: so how did that work out so when covid hit i know because you your travel schedule was crazy and you had people oh there. my goodness and so did you um so you went straight to zoom for everything after that
1: yeah yeah, so the last trip that I did before COVID, or sorry, yeah, before COVID became what it was, was I was in New York doing Rachel Ray. I was making one of my regular appearances on her show, and it was March 17th, I remember the date, and um, that was it, and I was in, and then my book came out in April. You know, I always do a health book in April. Yeah. I do, I do now a novel every October, um, and then... I did my tour completely uh, from my house via zoom remote. I mean, just a total game changer for me because like you said, I always take these big tours. I go to at least 15 cities and you know, all you guys are my friends. Cause I'm used to seeing you guys every year and, everything just turned into remote you know
0: yeah what a what a crazy year and for being a doctor did you have so many friends kind of come up to you and say uh dr ian is this true damask really help and uh, i'm guessing last year you were probably hit up on the whole physician thing a lot more too
1: oh yeah for sure And you know and and i don't mind it the information that people were receiving was really just inaccurate it was incomplete it wasn't thoughtful. It wasn't credible. And, you know, I really wanted to feel, fill what I thought was a big void uh, in the information side of things with COVID. So I've been talking about it nonstop. I'm 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 really sad to say that a lot of the stuff I predicted has actually come true. Yeah. Um, you know, on my Instagram page, if people go back to my I.G. page uh, at Dr. Ian Smith, spell the doctor out, they'll hear me talk about. And this is at the beginning what the dangers were going to be.
0: And it pretty much all played out. I mean, and we had Trump at the beginning saying it was all going to be like the flu, and it was definitely not like the flu. Um, have you been vaccinated, uh, Dr. Ian?
1: No, I have not. I, I don't want to jump the line. I'm not, it's my turn has not come up yet. Uh huh. Um, so I have not jumped the line. I want to get vaccinated. I think it's extremely important. I got to tell you, the only way that I see us getting out of this is by mass vaccinations. That's it. This virus will continue to live and keep infecting people. It's not going to stop. And people think that all of a sudden, just because of the weather or where we are in the calendar, that this thing goes away. Absolutely not. It's more virulent. There are now mutations. So there are strains, new strains. Luckily, so far, we think that the vaccine is covering these strains. But, you know, this is a really big deal. This is very serious. People have to get vaccinated. At least... 75 to 80 percent of the population needs to get vaccinated for us to achieve what we call herd immunity.
0: Yeah. And the crazy thing is, too, I noticed once the vaccines, once that first shot happened, people thought they were out of the woods. I start seeing the dumb behavior pop up again, the, the packed clubs, the, the you know, not wearing masks. And it's not really we're not out of the woods until, every, like you said, everybody is vaccinated twice, you know, or get they get the one shot vaccination. So, I mean, it seems like people took their foot off the gas a little bit once that first shot went out.
1: Well, let's be clear. You need to have both both shots and I want people to understand this that if you only have a single shot, you're gonna have very minimal protection. Um and so in order to get the full protection and the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccines have about 94 to 95% effective rate. In order to get that rate, you gotta have both both shots. Yeah. And even though there are some side effects, uh understandably, there are definitely some side effects. Uh about 10 to 15% of people were experiencing them for about a day and a half. Muscle aches, fatigue, fever, um, you know, headache. These things happen, but that should not discourage people from taking the second shot. You got to get the second shot to get the maximal coverage.
0: Believe me, I have a 80-year-old mother-in-law who's like, I don't want to get it because of the side effects. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, it, it's just uh, uh, it's it's just a
1: matter of life and death, you know. Well, here's the deal. I mean, I say this to people. It's very simple math, in my opinion. If you don't take the vaccine there is a risk that if you get covid you're going to die yeah if you take the vaccine the vaccine's not going to kill you so covid will kill you the vaccine will not kill you to me it's pretty simple math Yeah. yeah you know um that's just how it is but it's very difficult to convince people uh jim because so many people um were totally misled by the white house and by the politicians and all of the misinformation that was absolutely destroying people's view of what the vaccine was, what it can be, that's what really ruined it. So understandably, people are skeptical. I understand it. They're skeptical because all of the misinformation that was given out originally should make them skeptical. And now we, as medical professionals, healthcare advocates, and the new administration, we now have to give people real information, explain the real science to them, to let them know this is where we are and this is what we need to do to get out of it. Yeah, and the thing the thing about it,
0: too, is a lot of people at the beginning of this thing didn't know anybody who had it, but I've had, like, two close friends who've had it. Thank God I haven't got it yet, or I'm not going to get it, but they said this is really no joke, and this is something you don't want to wish on your worst enemy.
1: It's absolutely horrific. I have, have friends, uh, one of my friends at Anchor of uh, the morning show in NBC in Detroit, and he got it, and he was like, I thought I was going to die, and he's a young guy. He's 33. Wow. And he said that he... He was fatigued. He would call me every day. He couldn't walk from his bedroom to his kitchen downstairs. He had to stop on the steps. He was so exhausted. So, you know, I just want people to realize, you know, everyone wants us to get back to normal. Nobody wants to stay in, you know, in quarantine or sheltered in place. So, that being said, though, we can't get back to normal if people are being impatient and they're not following protocol, fighting and shooting people and arguing over. Wearing masks is stupid. Like, what is wrong with people? I mean, what has gotten into the country? I mean, I just, in a million years, if you said to me, we were going to have a global pandemic and Americans would behave the way that they're behaving in the face of real science and a real situation, a real crisis, I never would have guessed we'd behave this way. Yeah, I just wouldn't.
0: Yeah, it is crazy, uh, uh, Dr. Ian, and I know that you, uh, you get hit up with it every day, and we all do. Uh, if people all follow their, their protocols and everything, what would be your prediction on, on getting back to normalcy? Still like a year or something away if everybody followed the protocol? Well,
1: that's an interesting question. You know, I believe that if people follow protocol, that the Biden administration can get this vaccine rolled out like they can. I think that, you know, by midsummer we should be in good shape. But, you know, Jim, there are a lot of variables, right? Yeah. Number 1, we got to get the vaccines out, right? The mm-hmm. vaccines have to get out properly. And number 2, people got to take them. Yeah. Like, you know, if people don't take them, I'm telling you, it's it's just going to stay around. So, if everything rolls out, they ramp up production, they get distribution right, they get they get the vaccine in people's arms by midsummer, we should be in really good shape, but I was hoping, by the way, by end of May, Yeah. you know, earlier we thought end of May, if they had gotten the vaccine correctly. But as you can see, in December, they predicted 20 million vaccinations. They only had four million.
0: Yeah, they they kind of yeah those kind of a botch on, on getting that out. But you know we did we did have that whole thing like we, we wouldn't see vaccines until like you know this coming summer and they did they did that, that operation ramp up really kind of got them out quick. We just need more distribution. But uh, I do appreciate your thoughts on that. I know everybody hits you up on that, so uh, yeah. I don't know if you're you're getting COVID tired at this point.
1: <laughs> no, you know? no. Listen, we're we're four close to four hundred thousand people who have died. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't forget that number and you can't, you know, a- health advocates like myself can't stop fighting. We can't get fatigued because it's people's lives, yeah. people's grandmothers and aunts and mothers and fathers and brothers and sisters, they're dying every day. So no, I'm never going to get fatigued. This is what, this is what I do as a physician. I, you know, I keep going and going and going and going.
0: Yeah. Think think about you too, Dr. Ian. And I always admired about you is your discipline. Like you, when you said at the beginning, you have a uh, a book that you put out every year. And now you're doing the, uh, the fiction books you're putting out every year. Um, any kind of hints or, you know, I know there's the, the, just do it, but any kind of stuff you do in your normal day that would inspire somebody to kind of take on that same kind of discipline to get things done.
1: Yes. Number one, I get up early in the morning. I, I believe that, I believe if you can, you know, try to spend some alone time where you can really be with your thoughts be with your ideas and really visualize what you want. I don't think people spend enough time charting out what their journey is. You know, People say, I want something, I want a better job. Okay, so what are the steps that you've plotted out to get a better job? And I really believe that people, number one, don't know how to set goals properly, but number two, they also don't know how to plan to reach those goals. So that's what I do every day. Every day I spend time, just me, I love my family, by the way, but I like to spend just me time where I can think through kind of how I want to chart my day out. Uh, also, I think that, you know, people have to understand that, you know, you can't ask or expect dramatic changes to happen overnight. Like you got to be patient. It's, it's all about like the athletes say, you got to put the work in. You have to put the work in and you got to do it consistently. It's getting the reps, getting the reps, repetitions, getting the reps. You got to do that. And that just doesn't apply to sports. It really applies to life in general. And people who expect things to happen too quickly, overnight, or without putting any work in, they're going to be very disappointed because it just doesn't work that way. You know, getting ahead really means working hard, working smarter, and being consistent. And when you do those things, then you are likely to succeed. But without those things, it's going to be a tough road to hoe.
0: Yeah. And the, the thing about it, too, is, you know, I think we talked about this. I've written some screenplays myself. And it's writing. It really is no joke, especially when you're writing uh, fiction. Do you have a kind of a regiment, too, that you say, I have to do 10 pages today? Like, kind yeah, of like... I'm very
1: when yeah. I write my fiction, I'm very disciplined. Um, I, I have a different process than a lot of authors. Uh, I write my books in my head first, actually. So I spend a month and a half two months just thinking about the book i don't write anything down usually but a couple of notes but i usually just keep in my head i think about the characters i see it visually first and when i feel like i understand the characters where the story is going what are the most important plot points then i sit down on my computer and write it and when i'm writing i am very prolific i write a lot so um i typically give myself a page count that mm-hmm. i want to meet every day yeah um because i think that as writers you got to get it out you can't let it you know Gets stuck in your head and even if the pages aren't the greatest of pages the fact that you got something on the page and you can edit it later but the biggest part is getting it out so so i have a, a requisite a number of pages i like to write i typically write early in the morning and then i do my stuff during the day and i try to come back at night for a couple more hours to get it done but um yeah i'm a very compartmentalized and very disciplined kind of writer
0: and the, the new book uh, which you know we talked about the your first fiction book before, which was called and it's escaping my mind. The, the, the first, ancient nine, yes, and then now you have the unspoken, the, uh, yeah. which which is uh, you know it, it, it's apparently a uh, an Ash Kane novel. So you're starting kind of a series. Explain the whole book to everybody out there because everybody's looking for a good book, you know, especially yeah. if they're locked away.
1: Well, this is a fun one. Let me tell you, it's um it's a mystery and a thriller. Uh, Ash Kane is the main character. He is a former detective with Chicago Police Department, turned private investigator, um, and he leaves the department because, ironically, because he won't participate in the cover-up of a bad police shooting. So he, he leaves the department with a settlement. He decides to hang up his own shingle, become a private investigator, and he takes on very select cases in and around the city of Chicago. His first case, which is The Unspoken, is a case about a very wealthy North Shore Chicagoan girl who goes missing and her mother comes down to the south loop in chicago to hire our guy ash kane to find her daughter so it's a fun ride it's twist it's turns uh there are a lot of fun characters for those who have not been to chicago uh they'll love all the chicago stuff in there because chicago is like a character so and one of the compliments i've gotten from a lot of people is they feel like even though they haven't been to chicago they feel like they've been it been to it they know it now because between the restaurants and the neighborhoods i take you all over the city um through the story so it's a fun ride and uh it's the first of a series um of ash kane novels the second one will be out in october it's already done called wolf point uh and people can pick it up on amazon.com
0: so is ash kane a kind of a reflection of dr ian uh, are you guys <laughs> kind of the same guy is it kind of like you as a cop or is it well, a completely different I, guy
1: i like to say ash kane is a guy who i wish i could be <laughs> <laughs> He's smarter. He's better looking. He's stronger. He's tougher. He's, he, you know, he just, he's a cool guy. You want to hang out with him. He's not perfect though. I mean, he's got romance issues. He's got strained relationships with his dad, but he's really a cool guy. Actually, I'm excited because it already got option to become a TV series. So great. fingers crossed. Yeah. Great. We go to market in the next couple of weeks and try to sell it to a TV uh, service. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited.
0: So, so the Ash Kane. How did this all? How did this all sprout out? I mean, was it something like I want to write some? Uh, I want to write some mystery or, or some novels here, and I want a character. To, you know, did you go back to well, old always, TV, uh, get yeah, Columbo always, or something like that? Or did, well,
1: I've always loved mysteries. I mean, even though I was. I've been writing diet and health books my entire career. I've always had a passion for mysteries. I watch it. I read them, uh, and so I just. My first book was called The Blackbird Papers, which came out years ago. Then. A couple years ago, I wrote The Ancient Nine, which is about Harvard secret societies that you know, Uh and now The Unspoken. But I wanted to create a character that was that could hold a series. And I just felt as though commercial fiction just didn't have this type of character uh, in it. And I thought there was just a place for him. And, you know, I'd spent a year training, uh, doing some fitness training with Chicago Police Department with a lot of officers, hundreds of officers. And so I got to know a lot of them and got to hear their stories. I went on ride alongs with them. And I just thought, wow, what a great basis. Not only the city's great to base a series like this, but, you know, given all the stories I'd heard that happens and people, people, you know, see TV shows and, uh, and they read newspapers and articles, but it's very different when you actually talk to the men and women who are actually doing the work. Yeah. And so it just inspired me to create the character.
0: So, uh, here's the big question when, if it does, you know, and it will, I've got, to, I've got to, you know, cause everybody needs great content. It will yep. go to TV series. That's my prediction. Who Thank who you. plays Ash Kane? Well,
1: it's interesting. So they have it out now. Um, some people have said Idris Elba would be great. Obviously, he's a great actor. He's got the look. He's done Luther before, which is a really a great series also. uh uh-huh. um, I've talked to Boris Kojo, uh, who really wants to play it. He texted me a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think that several people could play it. Um, but I think for sure... Given the kind of character he is, he's got swag. So someone's got to have swag. They got to be tough. But they also have to be they also have to they can't take life too seriously. He doesn't take life too seriously. He, he, he has moments of self-deprecation where, you know, even though he's smart and knows a lot, um, he still, you know, laughs at himself because, you know, he makes blunders like everybody else.
0: Yeah. So are are you going to make a cameo on the show? If if I mean, I know I know it's way far ahead, but you need to do your like Alfred Hitchcock walk around or something. You know, you have to actually be on there somewhere, Doctor Ian.
1: Well, if they if they let me on the set and they say that I could be like a doorman or you know somebody a chauffeur or whatever, I don't know. I'll 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 take any little role. But you know, it's not about me. It's a, it's really about the story. It's about about the real actors, and I'm just excited to write it. I'm excited that the second one is already done, Wolf Point, Point. Uh, and actually, I'm working. I'm almost done with the third one that comes wow. out in October of 2022. Listen, Jim, I got to tell you, the the pandemic, as awful as as it has been, I don't want to minimize it. I decided very early on I was just going to be productive. I'm going to do as much work as I can, take advantage of being home, take advantage of not traveling, and so it has been a very prolific period for me, for a creative standpoint. So I'm I'm excited that I was able to harness that energy and make. Some lemonade out of lemons, you know. Well, yeah,
0: I, I finished one screenplay, and I feel very inferior to you now, Doctor uh, Doctor Smith.
1: Oh, stop, <laughs> stop, stop, stop. we're but, all in this together. That's yeah.
0: Uh, so, real quick though, uh, I know you Drew said you released a diet book. Have you? Did you do anything uh, th- for this uh, this uh, year, or do you have something that you released? Or what's your most recent uh, book? I know yeah. you have the Shred series.
1: Yeah. Well, so uh, my new book coming out in April, and people should check it out. It's on Amazon. Also, it's available. It's called Fast Burn. It's a nine-week plan to help you burn fat really fast uh we i've done it with a couple thousand people already kind of as i was working it out uh and people lose in nine weeks between 12 and 15 pounds so it's a really nice program it's very accessible it's affordable it's fun every week is different on the plan so i know people are going to be excited about it. in fact on the doctors uh we're doing a challenge we're taking seven of our viewers and putting them on a fast burn challenge so You know, I got between that coming out in April on the unspoken, the novel out right now, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to answer people's needs. Like I got some creative mysteries for you and I got your body, get your body together for you. So, uh, yeah, it should be a good time for everybody. I hope.
0: Well, real quick, uh, last thing because I know that uh, I've taken up a lot of your time. I sure appreciate it because I know you're, you're super busy. Um, those who of us, and I include myself in there, who have kind of fallen off the wagon, and you know, the, the, during you know, this thing, uh, you just need to get started again. What's the easiest thing to do without kind of uh, you know going to you know
1: hurting yourself? <laughs> Fif- Fifteen minutes a day of either walking, going up and down your steps or marching in place as fast as you can, not 15, not for a full 15 minutes, but do a minute on and then a minute rest, then a minute on, a minute rest, keep alternating. That's called interval training. Um, just starting with 15 minutes and then every week, uh, three times a week, then go next week, go to 20 minutes. I mean, you got to start slow and small, but the key is when you're actually physically moving, you got to do it. The time doesn't start when you're in the gym. The time starts when you're actually working out. I think People need to understand that. So yeah, that's what I would tell people to do. And you know what? Sometimes before you go to bed, do seven minutes of exercise. Seven minutes. It's not even a lot, you know. And, um, when you start doing that and start releasing those endorphins, and increase your metabolism, you will be surprised at how much, how much, how much fat and how many calories you can burn.
0: So it's important to work out. You say before bed.
1: I think that it's a it's a bonus workout. Try okay. to work out in the morning if you can, and then before you go to sleep. Uh, or after dinner, try to work out for seven minutes. Just do something for seven minutes that that's physically active. It doesn't have to be in a gym. It could be walking um, your dog and you know briskly. I mean, there are all kinds of things that people can do at home. And once again, my Instagram page at Doctor Ian Smith, spell the doctor out, will give you all kinds of workouts that you can follow.
0: And, and best book for people to start with you like the clean best book. And lean. clean and lean. Okay. So that's yep. easy and, to remember clean and lean. And I'll put it in my uh, my podcast description too if you guys don't get that. Isn't perfect. It? And if,
1: and 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 if you want if you want some tips on finding motivation and how to get your mind right, pick up a really small book called Mind Over Weight. Okay. There we go. All right. And, yeah, so
0: and then uh, all your socials for everybody so if they want to reach out to you after they hear this interview, Dr. Ian.
1: Yep, Twitter, Dr. Ian Smith, DR ian smith and instagram at dr ian smith spell the doctor out ian smith well hey you know ian
0: I, I sure appreciate it you know you're you're a national guy you do all these national shows to be on the jimbo podcast i know we've been friends for a while i sure appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule
1: hey, hey man anytime friends are always friends with me man
0: hey. <laughs> thanks a lot all right. and best of luck to you for the rest of the year and let's try to at least do this once a year okay Please, I appreciate it, man. Happy New Year to you. This has been the Jimbo Podcast. Tune in again next week for another new show,
1: okay? Bye.